Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we're in a series, and the series is entitled Healing is the Children's Bread. Today's broadcast is part number four of that series, and it is subtitled Team Lift. That's right, Team Lift. You know, there are some things that are just too heavy for us to carry on our own. That's when you're going to need the power of the team to lift this load. So we're going to talk about that today and a whole lot more. So please stick around. Now, let me give you this special announcement. If you have a Roku television or uh, there is a flash drive or there's a little Roku box, if you have a Roku anything and that's how you watch television, well then go to the channel store and look for Kingdom Rock TV. That's right, Kingdom Rock TV. You'll find us right there. So check us out today. All right, without any further ado, here comes part number four of the series entitled Healing is the Children's Bread, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. And for everything that you are doing, everything that you have done, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful, your wonderful spirit in this house. Thank you, Lord, for leading us into all truth and showing us things to come. We thank for Lord, we're grateful and thankful that we are safe, safe under your loving arms, safe and secure in you. We thank you, Father, that through your divine power, we will trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Lord, we appreciate you so very much. Thank you for the power and the authority that you've given unto us. Thank you for healing us and making us whole. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, once again, I want to welcome all of you that are here this morning. I know you've been richly blessed already. My God, I know I have been too. And uh, those of you that are also joining us online, uh, remember you can take part of the service as well. Just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. There you can, um, in the top right-hand corner of the screen, you can hit the uh, give button and you can be a part of the service too in the giving. All right. So uh, we thank you because when you give, people live. We thank you so much, online community, for your giving. All right. Well, as we get back in the word of God today, as we get back into the word, oh, I want to welcome our Periscope community that's with us now. Praise God for Periscope that's just logging on to us and uh, YouTube that you are there. And uh, also those of you that will be joining us later on the replay, uh, wherever you're watching and however you're watching, you are part of this service. Amen. All right. Well, today we're going to continue in the series entitled Healing healing uh, the children's bread healing is the children's bread it is your divine right to be healed hallelujah it is your divine right to be healed god wants you to be healed remember jesus said there in john the 10th chapter john 10 10 that the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but jesus said i have come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly, to the full, to the excess, till it overflows. God wants you to thrive, hallelujah. Thrive and increase, hallelujah. That's his plan for your life. 
He wants you to increase in every area of your life. Uh, uh, spiritually, emotionally, uh, mentally, psychologically, uh, in your relationships, in your finances, every area of your life, you are to grow and expand and increase. Hallelujah. 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 Well, maybe not so much physically. Growing in the belt size. But you ought to be healthy. Hallelujah. Somebody get that next week. Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, well, we're going to start this morning here. We're going to look at uh, 1 Peter, uh, the second chapter, uh, verses 22 through 24. Remember, it is God's will for you to be healed. Hallelujah. It is God's will for you to be healed. And I pray that when you get, remember, you, uh, we gave you cards last week, and we asked you to fill out those cards and, uh, and put your prayer requests in those, and we gave them out to everybody. I pray that you were faithful and to uh, lift those prayer requests up. We're going to do that same thing today. And uh, we're going to do that because it's healing to, to pray for one another. Amen. To pray for one another is healing. It's healing. It's healing. All right. So or think about your prayer request and we're going to put those back in the container and we're going to pray for one another. Now, this morning, we're going to speak from the subject of anybody. Team lift. Say team lift. Team lift. Team lift for your safety. That's so prophetic. That is a prophetic sign. And uh, you're going to see why today. Team lift for your safety. They even tell you to put your, you know, lift with your knees. Lift with your knees, right? And I'm going to tell you today, put your back into it. Well, we're going to talk about that. To put your back in this thing. Hallelujah. We're pulling this gospel plow. But there are some things that are too heavy for you to handle by yourself. You're going to need the power of the team. Uh, to lift this off of you, to lift this out of your life. There are some things, you're big, you're bad, you're wonderful, you're kind, you're all of that stuff, but let me tell you, there are some things that you cannot lift by yourself. Jesus says you'll need the power of the team, and I'll show you this today in the Word of God. You'll need the power of the team, but now... Let's look at our second, or rather, First Peter, the second chapter, verse uh, twenty-two through twenty-four. I want to get some healing scriptures in your hearing once again. Now, this is part number four. Uh, so, if you have not heard part three, two, or one, go to our website, www.kingdomrock.org, and hear it again. Hear it again. Get that word in you again. Get the app and hear that word again. Get the CDs. Hear that and get it again out of all the streams of media that we have going on. All right, so 1 Peter 2, chapter, verse 22 says this. It says, who did no sin, talking about Jesus, neither was guile found in his mouth. That's deceit. Jesus was absolutely, positively trustworthy. He uh, was not deceptive in any way. There was no guile found in his mouth. Verse 23, who, when he was reviled, reviled means to heap up abuse upon when they heaped up abuse upon him, what did he do? He reviled not again. In other words, when they abused him, he did not abuse them. This is such a, such a wonderful word. Again, it says, when he suffered, he threatened not. When they suffered, when they beat him, when they whipped him, he didn't threaten him. He didn't say, payday is coming. I'm going to get you back. That's what it's saying here. He didn't threaten them. You hit me, I'm going to threaten you. Your time is going to come. I'm going to get you. Jesus didn't do that. That's not the character of God. Are you hearing me? Amen. But what happened? He said he, uh, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself. This is how he was able to do that. But he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. He just gave it all to the Father. He just gave it all to the Father. Now look, this, of course, gave him righteousness for verse number 24. 
who his own self bear bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin uh, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed remember Isaiah says you are healed here in the New Testament it is were healed it is an accomplished fact it is a fact right say with me by whose stripes I was healed hallelujah and because you was healed, hmm, yeah, because you were healed, that means that you are healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. Let's go to another. Let's go to um, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We visited this last time, too. I just love it. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. It says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Uh, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are you getting in your compensation package at work? I don't know. Anybody, anybody ever, have a, ever have a job and you got to compensate? You had a compensation package? You had benefits, right? When did, you, when, did you, when did that start? When you got employed, right? Maybe sometime 90 days after, then the benefits started, insurance and whatsoever, right? Well, when you gave your life to Jesus and when you, uh, you gave him your heart and he became your Lord and Savior, you got a benefit package immediately. This is a part of your benefit package. Hallelujah. What benefits? Let's look at it. It says, uh, verse 2 again, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are his benefits? Verse 3, Who forgiveth all thine iniquity, he forgives all your sin, who does what? Healeth all thy diseases. That's part of your benefit package. Hallelujah. If you're not getting something, you're, if you're employed somewhere and you're not getting one of your benefits that you know you should have in your employee manual, you know it's in the manual that says you should get this benefit, what should you do? Talk about the co-workers? No, go to human resources. I'm not getting this free parking space like I'm supposed to be getting. I'm not getting this discount. I'm not, I'm not getting this health care plan. I'm not getting this. Go to human resources. Let them straighten it out. The Holy Spirit is your human resources. Hallelujah. Go to God. This is a part of your package, a part of your benefit package that you should be having. Are you hearing me? Amen. Healing is a part of your package. Say with me. Healing, Healing. is a part of my benefit package. Two things. He said, I will forgive all of your sins and he will heal all of your diseases. I love the word all. Amen. He will forgive all of your sins and heal all your diseases. Look at verse number four. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now let's look at um, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. We were here on last week as well. Uh, here on last week as well, and uh, we know that the promises of God are yes and amen. God promises you healing, and he says yes. He says yes. Now look at the verse number 18 once again. It says, as surely, this is out of the New Living Translation, as surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between what? Yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between what? Yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate, yes, he always does what he says. Isn't that awesome? He always does what he says. 
for all of God's promises have been have been uh, fulfilled in Christ with a resounding what? Yes. And through Christ are amen, uh, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Look at that same verse, uh, verse 20 out of the um, NIV. And this is what it says for um, verse 20 says. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 So God's promise to you for healing. I don't ever want you to ever want you to be confused or ever want you to be in doubt. If God wants to heal you, his promise to you is yes. His word to you is yes. Your benefit package is yes. He will forgive all of your sins and he will heal all of your diseases. Hallelujah. It is his will to heal you completely and totally of all disease. Hallelujah. That's his plan. But remember, we have been talking about, well, if it's God's plan for me, why hasn't it manifested? Jesus has already done the work. So why hasn't the healing manifested? So we've been looking at why for the last few uh, last few weeks, finding examples in the scripture where people almost didn't get it or where they did not get it. And uh, we left off here in the book of Mark, the, the ninth chapter, and we saw some very thrilling examples here. And we're going to go right back to this place today because I need you to see what God is saying, because you're going to have to not only be healed by the Lord, but you're going to also be used of God to heal others. All right. In other words, God will, uh, when he overshadows you, uh, he will overshadow them, those that you're ministering to, with what overshadows you. God will overshadow them with what overshadows you. Are you hearing? All right. So as he feels you, you'll be able to feel others because you can't give something that you don't have. Remember, Paul and Silas said that, right? They talked to the man there at the at the uh, temple gates. They said, um, you know, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we give unto you such as we have. We give to you what we have. We give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk to pick up his hand. And he got up. They had healing virtue. They had the word of God. They had faith. And this is what they released into this man's life. And he got up. Hallelujah. Y'all with me today? Yes. All right. So today we're going to be talking from the subject of team lift. Team lift. Now we're going to go ahead and get right back into uh, Mark 9. Reading this out of the King James Version. I'll read, I'll read to you verses uh, 17 through 29. Now we know again from last week uh, from the subject. Last week we spoke from the subject of uh, you promised Make sure you get a copy of that and hear that again. We're going to go on from for now. Jesus comes down out of the mountain and uh, from talking to the father and he comes down to the powerless church that's waiting below and he sees the scribes talking to uh, or arguing basically with the with the disciples. And Jesus steps in and says, what are you guys talking about? What's going on here? And uh, then we begin to see the problem here in verse number 17. And one of the multitude answered answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which, uh, which hath a dumb spirit. And uh, verse number 18, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnashes, he, uh, gnashes with his teeth and pineth away. So some say that this is a reminiscent uh, of an epileptic seizure. He falls on the ground, he's foaming, and the Bible says he's pining away. He's losing weight. 
He's becoming so small now, so tiny now. His strength is leaving him. This spirit really just runs this boy through the ringer. All right. And so the Bible says, it goes on to say, and I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out and they could not. And they could not. Let's take a departure here for just for a moment. They could not. No, we'll go ahead and finish reading. Uh, spoke to thy disciples and they could not. But we'll get back to verse number 18 in a minute. It says, verse 19, he answered him, uh, he answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked, he asked the father, asked his father, how long is it ago since uh, this came upon him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the, into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believe it. And straightway the father of the child cried, uh, cried out and said with tears, what? Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw the, that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and he came out of him, and he was uh, as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. He lifted him up. Somebody's about to get something there. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. Verse 28. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Isn't that something? Now, team lift. The disciples couldn't lift this thing by themselves. The fathers, the father of the child here definitely could not lift this thing off of this child. It took a team. It took a team. But I'm going to show you in a team lift, in a team lift, there's always two people. Sometimes there are more, but there's always more than one in a team. Are you hearing me? This was a team lift. And I'm going to show you something today in the word of God, because there are some areas in your life that you've been battling with, trying to get victory over, and you've really been pushing and pushing and pushing. And this is backbreaking work and you cannot get it to move. You cannot get it to come off of you. You cannot get it to come out of your home, out of the body, out of the finances. You've tried and tried and tried and tried. You're going to need some help with this. So the Lord said, this is a team lift. This is a team lift. You're going to need the power of the team to get this off of you. Are you hearing? So I'm, let, let, I'm going to show you this to, this morning in Jesus' name. Look at verse 19 once again. The Lord says here, now this is the setting. This is the setting here. He says, he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Now, we said the word faithless means here in the Greek, it means unfaithful. It means faithless, uh, to be, uh, rather not to be trusted, perfidious. Somebody knows that word perfidious, right? 
Perfidious meaning what? Uh, deceitful or untrustworthy. Uh, faithless also means without faith in God. So this is the stage. I want you to see this. Jesus said this. So remember, the father comes to Jesus. Uh, the father of the child comes to Jesus and said, I went to your disciples and they couldn't do anything about it. Jesus says to him, not only to the father, but he's also talking to the scribes that were arguing with the disciples. He's talking to the town and he's also talking to the disciples as well. He's talking to the entire generation. Isn't that what he said? He said, oh, faithless what? Generation. There's a generation without faith in God. And remember, a generation that has no faith in God will always raise a wild child. Because this child is now subject to the demonic. Because the parents or those that are in leadership in the generation have not acknowledged God. And because they have not acknowledged God, the door is wide open and all of this stuff comes in and it always affects the younger generation. The sins of the fathers are visited on the children. And because they have neglected God, this has come in. And so Jesus said, this is a faithless generation. Faithless, faith in what? Faith in who? Faith in God. Faith in God. Well, how do you have faith in God? You must have faith in his word. If you have faith in his word, you have faith in God. If you have faith in God, you're having faith in his word. The Lord said you are, this is a faithless or perfidious generation, untrustworthy generation. Well, what haven't they been faithful with? They have not been faithful to their, to their, to their worship of God, neither, in their, uh, neither have they been trustworthy with his word. God has given them his word and they have forsaken it. And so this child is in that condition. And so here's Jesus coming on the scene, coming down from the mountain of uh, what we call transfiguration. His clothes have, were shining like lightning, uh, whiter than anything. And the Peter, James, John are there with him and they see all of this stuff. And Moses and Elijah appeared and the father speaks out of the cloud and said, behold, he said, this is my uh, beloved son. Hear ye him. This is my one and only son. Hear him. Hear his voice. And they leave from that setting going down into the atmosphere, going down to this faithless atmosphere faithless atmosphere remember Jesus said this is a faithless generation you guys don't have any faith you've been untrustworthy with the word of God in your life so Jesus said bring him to me in other words this is something had you been faithful this would not have come upon the children are you hearing he said, now this is a, but I thank, I'm thankful to Jesus because he is the master of reconciliation. Because even in this moment, he has what's called a teachable moment. Even this moment, we have a teachable moment and he's going to help us to correct our faithlessness. Because we can always put off on the father of the child and say, you shouldn't have done that. But there are so many ways in our lives where we have been unfaithful over God's word. So many ways. Are you hearing? So as the father received his deliverance in this text, we will also receive ours. Does that make sense to you? And so let's look a little bit further. So uh, again, the Lord said, you are, this is a faithless generation. How long must I suffer you? Now the word suffer there means to endure. The word suffer there means also to hold up, to hold up. 
How long must I hold this up? Now think about it again and as it relates to a team lift. There's something heavy. Uh, come on up here, Scott. Let me let's use you for a second. Hallelujah. Come on up here, James. Let's use you two this time. Hallelujah. Come on up. Come on up. Right over here, right over here, right over here. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, there are some things. Now, uh, Scott here, he is big. He is buff. He is powerful. He is the Scott. Hallelujah. But there are some things that he cannot pick up by himself. He will need someone else to help him pick up. Right? Can we see that? Now, when it is too heavy for Scott, he calls on James for a team lift. Right. There's some things that Scott can pick up, but he cannot pick up everything. All right. All right. Come on, Scott. Pick me up. No, I'm teasing. No, no. But you get the idea. Right. Hallelujah. So he has to call on James to get my feet. No, we're not going to do this for real, but he has to call on James. He has to call on James to get my feet. Right. And they're going to pick up together as a team. Are you hearing? Oh, you got it. That's all I need. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think you guys got the example there. Hallelujah. There are some things that is going to require a team. How do you know when you need a team, when all of your efforts are not working? When all that you've done are not working. There's nothing. I mean, you've tried. You've given it your full force. You put your back into this thing and it's still not moving. You're going to need the power of a team. Are you hearing? This is why the Lord Jesus told us there in Matthew 18, if two of you were to touch and agree, that's the power of a team. Touch and agree on anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of my Father, which is in heaven. I know we like to be long rangers. We like to think that we can do it all ourselves. We can do this ourselves, but then there are some things when the pressure is so great and you cannot push it off of you, you're going to have to be vulnerable and let someone else in the fight so that they can help you lift. Hallelujah. We all like to think that we can do it ourselves, but there are some things that is going to require other people. And it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It does not mean that you're weak if you ask somebody for help. In some cultures, they look at you like you're crazy or that you're weak, that you have to have somebody to help you. But that's not so in the kingdom of God. That's this false worldly garbly gook out there. But that's not what Jesus preaches. Hallelujah. So the Lord said this is a uh, profitious generation. So again, he's not only talking to the father of the child, he's also talking to his disciples. Right? Because the disciples also testify, there's a testimony about the disciples here. Now the disciples asked him, Lord, why couldn't we lift this? Why couldn't we handle this? Why couldn't we cast him out? Right. Verse 28, it says, and uh, and when his and, and, and uh, when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So right away, we think that prayer and fasting is a way that we can do this alone. But this is not the only way you're going to have others to pray and fast, fast with you in many cases. Prayer and fasting is the answer for a faithless condition. Let me say that again. Prayer and fasting is the answer for a prayer for a, a faithless condition. You want to increase your faith? Pray and fast. You want to increase your faith? 
pray and fast. If you want to increase your faith, pray and fast, right? The, the disciples asked him, Lord, why couldn't we cast that spirit out? You haven't been fasting. That's, they've been praying, but not fasting as a, as a, up to that point. Look, look at uh, Matthew 17 out of the same case. This will show you a little bit clearer what we're talking about here. Because remember, Jesus said this is a faithless generation. And the things that really sparked the Lord um, in, in the Gospels, the thing that really uh, got his attention were people that had much faith or great faith and those that had little faith or no faith. Are you hearing? Look at Matthew 17. Matthew 17, verses 19 through 21. Are y'all with me today? Then came the disciple, rather, then came, yeah, the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? Same thing. But look at uh, verse 20. It gives us a little, little bit more information. And Jesus said unto them, because of your what? Because of your what? Because of your unbelief. Now, as we read the case just a, just a while ago there in the book of Mark, the father cried out, Lord, I believe, but help my what? unbelief so the father of the child had unbelief in him and Jesus now identifies the disciples as having unbelief in them they were also infected with unbelief and as a matter of fact the Lord said this whole generation is faithless this whole generation has unbelief and another definition for unbelief is this belief means faith so it's really when you say unbelief you're really talking about unfaith unfaith or not to have faith Right. So the disciples, even though they're walking with Jesus, they had unbelief in them. They said, Lord, why couldn't we cast that spirit out? He said, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain or to this spirit or to this troubled, troubled area. Boys, if you had just the crane that the size of that, what is that telling you? Apparently they didn't have that. Let's read that again. He said, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say, uh, say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place. Isn't that what Jesus did? Didn't he cast that spirit out, remove out of this boy into another place? And what will happen? And it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind cometh not out, but by what? Prayer and fasting. Remember, prayer and fasting is the cure for a faithless or uh, the cure for a faithless condition or it's the, it's the cure for unbelief. You say, there's something I can't move in my life. I don't know what's happening here. I don't seem to have the faith for this. You need to go into a time of prayer and fasting. If you really want to increase faith, start it with the team. Say, girlfriend, I need you to pray and fast with me this week. Brother, would you pray and fast with me this week? Find somebody that can come into agreement with you about the struggle that you are going in, the struggle that you're in. You say, this is too heavy, this is too hard, this is too difficult. I cannot get this by myself. Can you help me fast this week? Let's fast three days this week. Let's fast two days this week. Are you hearing me? Can you find someone that will fast with you? And the room goes hush. 
You say, we're, gonna, we're not going to eat breakfast this week. We're not going to eat lunch this week. We're, we're going to have dinner, but, but let's just do it with fruit or salad. Can we do that? Can we agree with that? Yes, yes, okay, yes. We'll, let's, let's, that, that's our fast. Let's do that together. And we're going to concentrate in prayer at certain, maybe certain times of the day. We're going to be in prayer together. Let's get in that word together. Let's pray and seek God together over this condition. Team lift. Say team lift. Are you hearing me? Prayer and fasting is the cure for a faithless life, a faithful, a faithless condition. It's the cure for unbelief. Now, let's go back now. I want you to see something else before we um, uh, close out today. Now, if you notice as well, uh, the Lord, if we go, if we would go back up, uh, let's look at uh, verse number 23. Now, this is so incredibly powerful. Here is the bulk of the word. We're going to be here today. Uh, so I pray that you don't allow this to slip. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, if you if you're a bit uncomfortable, we can open the doors because it's a little bit hot. If it's too hot for you, then they will. The ushers will. I'm sure will get that together for you. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go. Verse 23 says, Jesus said unto him. Rather, let's go. To verse 22. He said, oft times he it hath cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, this if you if you don't catch this, uh, I pray that you catch this. This is the prayer of a faithless generation. Are you hearing me? This is the prayer of a faithless generation. He says, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This is the prayer of a faithless generation. First of all, they questioned the ability of God. He didn't say, if you will do anything for me. He said, if you can. Amen. Now, if we look there, even in the book, of, uh, the book of Luke, Luke 5, verse 12 through 13, we see this example, this example here, uh, Luke 5, verse 12 through 13. And this is how it reads, as the, um, as the man with a leprosy came to Jesus. And it says, and it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord... If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. You see that? Here again, there were pockets of faith here and there. And when people were filled with faith, it was a wonder. And they received from God. This man did not question Jesus' ability. He only, he asked him if he was willing. He said, if you, he said, if thou wilt, if you're willing, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed uh, from him. Isn't that wonderful? But look again at verse number 22. He says, if, but if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us, help us. Now look at this. Look at this. He said, if you can. Now, the word can there in the Greek is dunamai, which means power. It's explosive power. So he's saying, Jesus, who is God in the flesh, do you have, in simplest form, do you have a greater power than my problem? Are you stronger than my problem? If you can do this. If you can, he sees this problem is so big. It seems to be a mountain. It seems to be uh, insurmountable. 
He can't do anything with it. The child is throwing, the, the spirit in the child throws him to the fire, throws him to, into, into the water, puts it, basically puts him in danger, and this child is pining away. He is withering away. His life is leaving him. And this father is very upset about the child, does not know what to do. But here again, this is this perfidious generation, this faithless generation. This is their prayer. They question if God is able to help. It says, he says, but if you can do anything, are you more powerful than my problem? And then not only does he question Jesus's ability, but he also questions his love. He said, if you can do it, have compassion on us. Compassion is a show of love. Love me and help me. Be concerned about my situation. If you are stronger than this cancer, if you're stronger than this diabetes, if you're stronger through this, stronger than this divorce, if you're stronger than my debt, then love me and help me. This is what he's saying. Right? First of all, he questions whether God is strong enough to do it. Secondly, he questions whether God uh, will actually loves him and will, moves on and will move on his behalf. But listen, the disciples also questioned Jesus' love for him too. Remember when Jesus was sleeping there in the hinder part of the ship and the disciples were all there, they were all there in the boat and Jesus was sleeping there and a great storm arose and the, and the boat began to fill up with water. They went and they asked Jesus, Lord, Master, don't you care if we perish? Don't you love us? Don't you love us, Jesus? Don't you care about us? We're going through this horrible time, this rough time. Don't you care about me? Get up from there and help us. Right? But here again, that's the generation. That's a generation. They don't believe that God has the ability, nor do they, nor do they believe that God loves them enough to help them. But here again, Prayer and fasting is the cure for a faithless condition, for a faithless generation. Prayer and fasting is the cure. So maybe you have also wondered if God was able. Maybe you were also wondering if he loved you. Now, so the scripture says again, uh, it says, but if thou can, if you're able to do this, love me enough to help me. The word help there means to render assistance. Assist me. This is too heavy for me. Assist me. This is going to have to be a team lift. So he's asking Jesus to help him with this thing that is so heavy on him. Now, I want you to see Jesus' response there in verse number 23. Y'all stay with me today. And Jesus says to him, he says, if thou canst believe. Now, remember the word canst does not denote willingness it denotes ability he said Jesus he said to Jesus simply if you have the ability to help me love me enough to and help me Jesus says to him if you have the ability to believe do you have the ability to believe God that's the first thing he asked this. Now, here again, what the Lord Jesus uh, replies to this man, what he replies to him is the answer. It is the cure, again, for this faithless generation because the Lord's about to turn things around for this father because the disciples did, in fact, have some power. They'd done it before, but they came upon this type of spirit that would not move. That, their faith alone, 
could not move this. They actually needed also the faith of the father, but the father didn't have it in themselves. So Jesus is actually through his questioning, through his interviewing is about to awaken faith in this father. And together, this father puts his faith in, but it's not enough. So Jesus comes alongside and they're going to do a team lift and lift this thing off of this child. So Jesus says to him, if you have faith, he said, if thou canst believe, if you have the ability to believe, he says, all things what are what? Possible. All things are possible. Remember the word possible means able, it means strong, it means mighty. All things, what things? Remember, this is the word of God in practicing your lives. The word of God becomes strong and mighty on your behalf when you simply believe. The word believe there means to think to be true, to think to be true, to be persuaded of its truth. Are you persuaded that the word of God as it relates to healing is true? As you, are you persuaded that of the word of God uh, in your life as it relates to finances is true? Are you persuaded uh, in the word of God to whatever situation that you're facing is true? If you think this to be true, then the word of God becomes possible. It becomes strong. It becomes mighty. It becomes able to, to perform the thing that you're believing it to do. Now, your believing in God's word does not make it so. It, it's already so. It's already strong, mighty, and powerful, but it becomes strong, mighty, and powerful to you when you believe it so. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Does that make sense? Yes, Lord. Oh, y'all with me today? So it says again, I want you to see this. He said, if thou canst believe, uh, all things are possible to him that believe. If you can do this, if you will allow yourself to do this. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is impossible to have faith in God's word without first hearing God's word. So he's saying, if you can believe, if you have the ability to believe, there's only one way to have the ability to believe, and that is by hearing a word from God. Now, this man, I'm telling you, if we were, if we were in the world, we would say he's in luck because uh, here is the word standing right in front of him. It is the word that is talking to him. He's having a conversation with the word and having a conversation with the word. It exposes who you are and it also brings you up to higher levels. The word will always expose your faith level. It will always expose you. The word of God is quick and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. This man may have thought that he had it together. Now remember, a faithless generation does not seek after God. There's only one reason that they are entertaining the disciples. There's only one reason that they are, they are entertaining Christ is because they have a problem that they cannot move. And many people won't go to church. They won't seek after God if they know that they can fix it themselves. But this problem has given them, has given Jesus an audience. And God will many times use your problem to bring him back into your life. Oh, hallelujah. I thank God. Hallelujah. And so the Lord says here, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Now, that's a principle because we know uh, that even in Philippians 4.13, the Bible says, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Right? So it's possible to do it through Christ. Christ gives you the ability to do a team lift. 
He gives you the ability to do team lift. Now, I want you to notice something here as we begin to close out today. Oh, this is thrilling. Now, verse 23 says again, um, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Here is Jesus' uh, he is telling, now, uh, see this as well. Let me show this too. He said, if thou canst what? Believe. Say believe three times. He said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that what? Believeth. 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 It's not a typo. He said, if you can believe, the word believe there is present tense. That is at this very moment. If you can believe right now, if you can be fully convinced that my word is true right this very moment, all things will then be possible to you. The word of God will then be strong, mighty, and powerful, able to do whatever you need it to do uh, as you continue to believe. Believe means to believe and continue on. Continue to believe. It's, it's a believing. All things are possible to him that believeth or that continues to believe. You believe now at the altar. You believe now in church. You believe now in prayer. You got to continue to believe until the manifestation occurs. That means that when there's an unfavorable doctor report, when there's an unfavorable accountant report, when there's an unfavorable, uh, uh, when the person is unfavorable to you about reconciliation, about what have you, you still continue to hold your faith you will believe and continue to believe no matter what you see because remember what you see can be lying to thee it can be lying to you don't be moved by what you see only be moved by the word of God don't be moved by what you see only be moved by the word of God be convinced and continue to be convinced believe and continue to believe be fully persuaded and continue to be fully persuaded until you receive the manifestation of the thing that you've been praying for God for hallelujah he said if you can believe and simply continue to believe. If you can believe, you will activate the power of God's word. Now the power of God's word is massive because God's word had the ability to speak everything into existence. Nothing was created without the word of God. You would begin to inactivate a force that is timeless, that is ageless, a force that was with God and was God, was with God in the very beginning. You begin to put that word in your mouth and it's like liquid dynamite. It's like liquid, it's like dropping nuclear bombs over the enemy's, over the enemy's encampment. You begin to release a force out of you that the devil cannot contain, neither can he control. You begin to release the force of God, the power power of God that feels like that all creation is formed with As a matter of fact God holds everything together by the word of his power or by his powerful word you begin to release this out by your believing and by your continual believing until you receive the manifestation hallelujah this is what happens when you do that this is what happens. And this is how the Lord wants to work this thing. He knows that in your flesh, you are weak at times. We are weak at times. But he's willing to make up the difference with his grace. He knows that at times your faith will not be enough, will not be strong enough. But don't worry, he's already built it, built in his promises that he's willing and waiting on the other side to help you pick this up and go to your destination. He wants to do a team lift with you. Let me say that again. Jesus wants to do a team lift with you. And we're about to see a team lift in manifestation here. 
As a matter of fact, if we would turn uh, to 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 through 10. Let me read this to you out of the New Living Translation. This is another example of a team lift. It's another example of a team lift. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10. It's the very last slide. Let's look at this. It says, each time, uh, this is our New Living Translation. It says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So I am glad to boast about my weaknesses. Why? So that the power of Christ can work through me. He says, verse 10, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then am I strong. He's saying there are times in my life that these things are too heavy. They are too hard. It wears me out and I can't lift this up. Jesus said, don't worry about that because in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. I'll establish my strength in your area of weakness. God said he will establish his strength in your area of weakness. Again, he will establish his strength in your area of weakness. If you just ask, just like this father did, help my unbelief. Now, let's look at this. Let's go back now to the book of Mark. Go look back at the book of Mark. So the Lord Jesus told him, verse 23, and we're beginning to close now. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So the word of God makes, I mean, he, he's laying this man out. This man is about to respond. He's about to respond, verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out. He cried out. And said with tears, because the word struck him to his heart. The word struck him to his heart. He finally realized that he did not have the power to make changes. He finally realized that he was truly weak. As long as he can keep pulling on others to help him, he thought that he could make it. And as long as we have contacts and different people we can pull on, I can get, if I get out of money, I can go talk to this one. I can talk to that one. I can talk to this one. I can make it work and I can make it work. I know how to hustle. I know how to hustle. I'll ask this preacher, that preacher. I'm sure before the disciples came through, there was somebody else and there was somebody else and there was somebody else to try to help him out, out of his problem. Maybe there'll be another cure. Maybe there'll be another uh, piece of medicine. Maybe there's something else. But now the word has opened him wide and this father cries out of this innermost being and what does he cry Lord I believe now faith is arise now faith is there faith springs up right but he knows it's not enough but he said here I believe help thou mine unbelief in other words I got faith yes but I know that I don't have enough for this and the word help there means to assist help my unbelief in other words help my faith now make my faith stronger help me lift this up Jesus I believe in your word Jesus I believe that Isaiah is true Jesus I believe that first Peter is true uh, 224 Lord I believe that it's true I believe that your word is true but I admit that my faith is not strong enough to make this thing come to pass give me an assist Lord give me an assist give me an assist let's let this be a team lift does that make sense to you? Yes, Lord. Yes, 
He said, but help thou mine unbelief. Help, meaning to assist. Now, the word help here, and let me show you this, then we'll close out. Hallelujah. The word help here was written in, was written really as a command. It was written in the imperative sense. He's not asking Jesus to help. He's almost commanding Jesus, help me. When you're in danger and you're in desperation and the answer's in front of you, asking really goes out the window. The child is there in terrible condition. You've asked all around town and Jesus is your last hope. He's not asking for his help. He's commanding his help. He's been talking with him and he says, Lord, assist me with this. It's too heavy. Assist me in this. Help me in this. Help my faith. Help my faith. And the very next thing that happens is Jesus sees the crowd running together and then he begins to deal with the spirit. Because now he's dealt with the father. The father now has faith. And is the father's faith on this side. And Jesus' faith on this side that picks that thing up off of that boy. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? It was a team lift that was needed. It was a team lift that was needed. Now, when you ask Jesus for a team lift, many times he will send you somebody that will pray with you. He will send someone that will get in the fight with you, that understands the condition and that loves you and they will fight with you and then the both of you will lift this off. The both of you will lift it off. Does that make sense? So sometimes the Lord will give you his anointing, his grace at that moment. The gift of faith will arise inside of you and he'll equip your faith, make your faith stronger and then you pick it up and you move on. But then other times he will send someone to you or he'll say to you, call so-and-so. And you'll do a team lift together. And you'll pick this thing up and carry it off. Here again, in the areas where you've tried and tried and tried and tried and you cannot get any relief, what you need is a team lift. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're stopping there in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. 